How's it going, Simple Lifestyle Podcast? My name is Carlos Rivera, and I'm your host for the show. And today, I'm honored to have a, a friend of mine. I, I met him earlier this semester named Guillermo. He's actually a music produ- uh, producer and DJ from Mexico who's uh, doing a civil engineering master's program here at, at Texas A&M. And so I have him today, and he's going to be de- describing some of his the his journey as a DJ and producer and how, how things have worked out for him and how he has continued doing these things despite, you know, being a student as well. So, Guillermo, welcome to the show. Thank you very much, Carlos, for inviting me to your podcast. I'm very happy to be here. Um, yes, I'm a DJ. I'm a civil engineer. Um, I'm glad that you invited me. So we can start now. <laughs> yeah. So, so Guillermo, your, your, your artist name is Durham, correct? Yeah, so that's true. First, yeah. first things first, you know, a lot of a lot of artists and DJs have these these different names that they've come up with, and a lot of times they either mean something or they just became random. I know, for example, uh, Post Malone, his name actually, his last name is actually Post, and he put his name into a a a, a name generator online on some random website, and it generated the name Post Malone. So it was something completely random. So I'm curious to hear the story of how Durham came along. Yeah, I think it's a long story. I mean, that was not my original DJ name. Um, I started on 2010, and I chose the the name Underfloor. That was my first name as a DJ, and I chose that because uh, in that at that time, everybody was playing like techno, um, tech house music, and mm-hmm. um, I was trying to do like an underground project, underground electronic music. So I was trying to find a proper nom- a proper name for my project, you know. So I chose uh, Underfloor and I started playing in bars and some um, like local concerts mm-hmm. in the downtown. In My home city is Merida, is from the state of Yucatan in Mexico. So I start, I start my career there. Um, yeah, it was a lot of fun. And then I just switched to Durham because I wanted to do something more personal. Durham, um, it was originally, um, I was originally choose, chosen that because Durham is like a derivation of my last name. My last name is Duran. So if you translate Duran to German or to, I think it's French also, you will find the word Durham. Um, I just changed one letter <laughs> and I just put it there. I mean, an E and I put Durham. Um, I think that's that's the story behind my name. I mean, my, my DJ name. Uh, just I, I wanted to do it more personal, you know. I just wanted to to do some electronic music that was more related with my name, my, my real name, you know? Mm-hmm. And I think that's that's the story, yeah. It became, it became a personal, uh, almost like a personal brand for you. Yeah, that's true. I mean, um, Underfloor was more like, oh, I, I want to promote underground electronic music. But when I switched for, I mean, to Durham, um, yeah, I wanted to put some personal experience in my music, some personal message. Or you know, uh, trying to be more um, artistic or creative, um, yeah, to have mm-hmm. my branch, you know. And you you mentioned earlier um, in in Medi that when you started ten years ago doing this music production and, and DJing, correct? And That's true. so how how did that passion for DJing start for you? Because I know it might be different for other people, but how did it start for you specifically? 
Okay, so I think I was a very rock guy. I mean, I used to listen a lot of heavy metal and rock music, grunge music. Uh, one of my favorite bands is Nirvana. Um, but then I just met some friends that they were very involved in electronic music, specifically in side trance music, psychedelic trance. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was very popular in Merida, in my home city. Um, there were many raves. <laughs> <laughs> so I started to go into raves with these friends, and I was very fascinated with the trance scene. I mean, there were many side trance and trance music DJs. Um, and then I just, I don't know, it, it happens, you know. I was very passionate about the music, and I started finding music, uh, finding the DJs, the producers. And eventually I just um, I just realized that, okay, I, I, want, I want to do this, you know. I want to learn how to DJ and I want to play in parties. I mean, I really like this trip. And I just started uh, with a very, ba- very basic uh, setup, you know, DJ setup. And I started with the Numark setup. It's a mixer. Um, I don't remember the series, but it was a very basic one with two channels, no effects, um, just low, mids, and highs in each channel. And that was all. I mean, and I was using CDs. We didn't have, like, players with USBs, like <laughs> the new ones, you know. Yeah. Um, everybody's using USBs now, but back in the day, it was CDs, you know. So the authentic um, disc jockey. Yeah. And, you know, before that was vinyl, you know, records. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, I mean, it's expensive. So um, I was in the in the era of electronic music where um, most of the people were playing with CDs because it was cheap. I mean, it was the way you can download your tracks, I mean, burn a CD and just go for the party, you know. That was, uh, yeah, that was the, the concept, I think. And initially, you since you were you were doing basically remixes of of tracks you enjoyed, correct? Yeah, I I think I started the opposite. Mm-hmm. I started doing original stuff because I was very afraid of doing remixes because I don't want to to do like a bad re- remix, you know, of some <laughs> artists that I like, and then like oh that that doesn't that doesn't sound good, you know? Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I just started doing original things uh, because my I took some courses in electronic music production with with a DJ that is called I mean DJ producer that is called DJ Rams in in my home city, and I learned some stuff from him and I started producing because of him and he was very you know focused on doing original things, and eventually I yeah when when I I felt confident to do remixes I started doing remixes I think my my first remix, if I'm not wrong, it was a remix from Nirvana, mm-hmm. my favorite ba- my favorite band, and it's called um, Nirvana, Something in the Way, uh, is the Durham remix, right? So it is in SoundCloud, by the way. Um, I think I, I learned some vocal processing for doing that, and I was like experimenting also because it was the first time I, I did it, a, a remix for rock music, you know? Um, I just translated to electronic music and it was a very good project, I think. It was not that easy, you know, because you need to do a lot of process there. You need to process the BPMs. I mean, the the human um, 
the human produced music like a band or live bands or something like that mm-hmm. is not perfect. I mean, they don't have a I mean, some some have the garage band and they can do beats there, but I mean, if it's a rock band, they are playing live, you know, yeah. and it's imperfect. So you need to adjust um, the beats and the drums in order to have like this uh, perfect BPM for an electronic music track and DJs can play it, you know, because if it's not perfect, it's more difficult to play it as a DJ because you need to adjust the pitch and you need to play with that because it's not a perfect BPM, you know? Oh, I see. So is that is that why some people, when they're remixing, they either speed up the song or slow it down or change the pitch? Yeah, I think it depends also in, in the artist. I mean, the, the objective of the artist, you know? Mm-hmm. Some people, they want to do... I mean, for example, if you get a rock music uh, track, it's, for example, 90 or 100 BPMs, or it will it won't be perfect. It will be like... 97.6 or 98.9, for example, right? So and DJs usually just speed it up because they want to, I mean, they want this track to be played by DJs, you know? They mm-hmm. want to to hear this track in, in clubs, you know, or in bars, for example. They want to make it danceable, you know? Right. Um, and it depends. There are some very uh, experimental producers that they want to do, like, my interpretation of this track, I mean, the, uh, a remix, but it's more like an interpretation of the artist of an original track, for example, and uh, taking, uh, I don't know, like, uh, Re I Am, Losing My Religion, um, remix that, and but I will change, or I will play with the vocals, I will put some effects, and it will sound very different from the original one. So it's more like an interpretation of the, the, of the artist, you know? Okay. Could okay. be both. Yeah. So depending on your on your style, basically. And also depends on your style. I think when I when I learn uh, music production, my my teacher or my uh, my tutor, my DA tutor, <laughs> he he told me that a remix is not is not like, okay, I'm just going to take this track, put some beats, and that's all. No, it's more like you need to do an interpretation of the track. I mean, you do, you need you you need to do a reinterpretation of the track, right? So it's like changing the track. It's not just taking the track and putting some beats there, you know, and making it danceable. It's more like working with the track, putting something new there because, I mean, it will be very boring if you just listen, for example. I mean, back in the day, DJs usually just put beats in the tracks, for example, for very famous tracks like this one, Losing My Religion. It was a very remixable track, uh, many people just put beats there and they put the, the, the music in the background and that was like, hmm. Not I so mean, original. <laughs> it's not that cool, but it's okay, you know, but it was acceptable. Now I think it's more, people is more like, you know, um, they want to hear, okay, you need to put an effort on this, you know, you need to really change the track and also maintain, you know, the the concept or the energy of the of the, of the regional track, right. but you need to do some interpretation there to make and it a little more unique and to your style. Something unique, yeah. Okay. So it depends. I think it depends on on the market. Also, it depends on the artist and the style. Uh, I think it, it it's very wide. I think mm-hmm. the the options that you can get from from a remix. And you mentioned earlier um, that you you're 
very into underground electronic music, correct? That's true. Yes. So I think I think it'd be cool if we actually play one of your tracks right now for the for the audience, so they can get an idea of of what your style is, and then we can we can analyze it and and just kind of you can walk you can kind of walk us through how the process was for you to create that song. That's great. That's right. great. Let's let's listen to it. man i actually um i haven't heard the original in a very long time so it was kind of hard for me to you know kind of um put things together but i i noticed uh and we discussed this the the solo that you added by, uh, on your own correct that you made in the in the with the program so tell us a little more about how you i mean you mentioned earlier that nirvana is one of your favorite favorite rock bands so tell us a little more of how the inspiration for for the solo and for all the elements that you added on the song how did those come along okay so first of all i think i need to do a little introduction here um yeah i think nirvana was very one of these bands that helped me a lot you know um i know that there is i mean that the band is not very positive <laughs> i mean they have very deep uh, meaning tracks but I mean, I, I don't know. It was very helpful for me in my high school. I mean, um, in the difficult times, you know, for me was music was always for me like my way to escape some some uh, difficult situations, you know, in high school. Um, I, I don't know. Nirvana was like this band that helped me a lot, and also is maybe it's the reason why I'm doing music now because uh, this was the first band. It was, I mean, that really inspired me to get involved in music. And and I was planning to do a remix from Nirvana for a long time. I I, I needed to wait like three or four years in order to say, okay, I feel confident now and I want to do a remix for Nirvana. But I want to, I I mean, I want to make a tribute to Nirvana. I don't want to to mess it up, you know, Mm -hmm. to do something that sounds bad or that is not, I mean, that is not good. So it took me a lot um, to do this remix. I think I... I need to wait like four years in order to get this quality that, in my personal opinion, it's good for for doing a remix, right? Uh, Yeah, the solo, I don't know. I mean, uh, I didn't study music, but I like to read a lot of... um, Computer music. And there is some. It is. It is a magazine. Uh, you can. You can find it in online or in physical. You know, uh, and and also there is a very good. Uh, it's like a handbook, and it's called Computer Music. No, it's Music Theory for Computer Musicians, and it's a very famous one. Um, I learned there how the transitions wo- works and the scales and music theory. You know. So I just identify what is the scale in this, I mean, in this song, in this Nirvana song. And I use that scale, I mean, the same scale to do this solo. 
right? In order to sound like, oh, this is part of the track, but it is not really. It's more like my interpretation, but it's in the same scale. So theoretically, uh, I'm talking, um, I mean, it's in the same scale in talking about music scales, right? So that's the reason why it sounds like, oh, it, it, it is a good transition there, right? Mm-hmm. So that, that's what I wanted to do with that solo. And, and I wanted to put something uh, from me, you know, that saying, okay, um, I like the original one, but I want to put something that is from my creation, you know, that, I mean, the beats and, and all the patterns of the drums and all these things are from from my, my creation, right? It's not from the original track. And also there are some effects there that I put, but I wanted to put something that is like, oh, wow, this is, I mean, this makes things different from the original, you know? So, and that solo was very, I think it works well because most of the people was telling me, oh, did you do that? I mean, did you play the solo? Or, no, I was using a VST, but I mean, the the solo was from, from my creation, you know? I, I just improvised there and, okay, I want to put the solo here because the original one, it doesn't have a solo, so I, I just, yeah, I just go there and try to create something, you know. And that BST yeah. you mentioned, that's basically virtual instruments, right? Yeah, so it's a virtual instrument. Did you make that, it through like a keyboard, or how, how did that work yeah, out? Yeah, um, yeah, you can use the keyboard, and I usually like to draw the notes because you can draw the notes. So I usually like to draw it um, and play with that, you know. And also, I I try to modi- modify, um, put some. Um, you can you can modify uh, like making the notes very very short like for doing solos you know or make or making it very long it depends on on what you want to do so i was playing with uh with that you know and how long are the the notes there and how how the tra- the transitions is going to be like and uh, passing for this um from this uh, you know from this uh note to another note um playing with that you know and i was like trying it's like more like try and error you know mm-hmm. so yeah i was trying to to find a sound uh, that is like deep you know that fits well with the song with the with the original song yeah so how would you describe your 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 musical style do you think it was it was it was reflected in in this remix or was it different to to what you normally make like the original mixes yeah, that's a good. Uh, that's a very good question. Um, I don't think it's very related with with my <laughs> DJ thing. You know, it was more like doing some experimental stuff in that song because um, usually I play like four four beat, and this was like more like um, I think it was two two by four beats. Mm-hmm. So it was kind of breaks. Uh, it's it, I usually play four four beats house music. Uh, and I usually like to play very, you know, atmospheric with a lot of synthesizers and a lot of FX. Um, but I don't know. I just try to make things different. I don't want to stick in one genre. That's one of my concerns as a DJ. I don't want to sound all, always the same. I want to be creative, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, that's the reason I, I usually play a lot of genres when you listen to my sets and also i like to experiment with different genres that i used i mean that previously i didn't play it or you know i just try to be creative on that part uh, 
and it's very different because uh, my 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 other tracks it's other thing you know it doesn't sounds could be different artists there you know yeah um so yeah i think i think that's all yeah that's that's very interesting you said that because i've noticed that you know i've i've listened to your music and and you mentioned adding all these new sounds and synthesizers it you can you can you can listen you know to the the difference between those tracks and you know other electronic music tracks that you listen to is kind of adding your own kind of like your own personality your own the own message that you want the the listeners of your music to to get out of the 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 song you're creating right so i'm i'm curious from from the very beginning you know when you're creating a song like an original what's what's the first step because a lot of people sometimes try to come up with a melody or they think of a melody and they you know they play it on the piano or something or do you start with the with the drums like i'm curious how do you how do you start a, a song okay so i like melody <laughs> so <laughs> i think first of all i need to create a melody i usually just put a very basic piano in the ableton and i just start playing there uh, melody is very important for me um i usually try to give some message to my tracks. I don't want to be like, oh, I'm just going to produce something to be danceable or for DJs to play it. No, I, I try to give some personality there because I, I'm not trying to, you know, to sell music for, you know, for clubs or for, I don't know, for any market, right? I'm just trying to express myself by using music. So for me, it's a little bit dif difficult to express my, you know, my musical taste or the experiences that I, the, my previous experiences that I have in my life. You know, I, I like to, I mean, try to convey these ideas or these experiences in my music, you know. So, yeah, I, I really like that. Um, melody is the first thing I, I usually choose for, for producing a track. Then I just add drums. And I usually try to be different, you know. I don't want to sound the same as, okay, DAX or DAY, you know. No, I'm trying to to put some personality and to be creative there. Sometimes I stop listening to music just <laughs> to, you know, okay, I want to be very creative in this track. And I just, I mean, whatever idea I had in my mind, so I just put it in, in the computer, you know, in the Ableton, and I start playing there and then oh this this rhythm sounds good or this pattern of drums is very good i will use it um and yeah and i try to follow that's that's i'm very strict with that i try to follow music theory because and in the past i used it to do music like without music theory and it was sounding good but not that good you know but now using the music theory i think it's sounding like okay this is real you know this sounds like somebody is trying to be professional like <laughs> here you know um yeah and i mean i'm i'm assuming none of this kind of you know you you mentioned that you used to make music without necessarily thinking of the music theory but now implementing music theory has tremendously helped you make in your in your in your mind better music correct that's true that's true i mean i learned these things because i took another course And this was with a Italian producer, and he has been doing a lot of stuff for TV, radio, and also electronic music. And yeah, he, his approach was very, you know, you need to follow the rules of music because, I mean, these are the, 
you know you know the foundations for for making music so if you don't know that it will be very difficult that people will like your music because um, there is a very big discussion now because there is some artists that like to do noise noise music or noise mm -hmm. you know but and they are not following the rules of music and they say okay because I want to do something very 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 experimental or very creative um, I'm not agree with that. I I mean, um, people have been studying music for a long, and they were putting some, you know, foundations or basic theory for 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 music production, you know, for for doing music, for writing music. So I don't know why we need to change that. I mean, um, you can be very creative with all the the rules that music has now, and you can sound very jazzy, you know, because jazz has a lot of improvisation, uh, improvisation sorry, mm -hmm. um, a lot of experimentation also, uh, but they are following the rules. I mean, they are not playing notes that, I mean, they are playing notes that are in the music theory, not not like noises that, okay, just if, if you know this artist, you will understand the noises. I don't right. think that's the the approach that electronic music should follow. I mean, it's my personal opinion. Mm -hmm. There be there will be different opinions uh, right there in the internet or whatever, right? But in my personal opinion, I think that music theory should be considered in your productions, and um, you will see the difference. You you will feel it. I mean, you will feel that okay, I'm doing something that sounds you know professional. You know, very very. There is quality there, right? Very well made. Yeah. And I mean, with your 10 years of experience, you know, you're... I think it's eight years. Yeah, eight, around eight years? <laughs> yeah. We're almost, almost, almost 10 years. Almost 10, yeah. Almost that's still 10. a lot of... That's a long time of experimenting and, you know, playing around with different sounds and different, you know, different strategies of doing things, right? So in your, in your 10 years, you know, I I know that at the core of electronic music for you, it's 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 something you, you're passionate for, something you enjoy listening to yourself, Right. But, you know, a lot of people who start doing music production who also like electronic music don't end up doing it for so long, you know? They get to a point where they just stop doing it for some reason. So what what do you think has helped you, you know, keep doing this for as long as you have been doing it? Any, like, specific, you know, is, it like, is there, like, a core passion to it that you just, you just can never let go of? Or, or what is it? What has kept you around for so long? Wow, that's a very, very good question. Yeah, it's very sad. I mean, in the I mean, in these eight years, I have seen many producers disappear or dedicate to other things, and also very talented DJs. It's a very rude scene, you know. Mm -hmm. The underground electronic mu music is very rude, and also commercial music. I, I'm not saying the opposite, but I mean, uh, why these people survive because they are keeping. Uh, they are keeping doing the things that are, they like, right? Mm -hmm. So why I have been doing this for a long time, um, I think it's kind of a necessity, you know? And I'm really passionate about electronic music and music in general. Um, I don't know. It's something that I feel that I love to do, you know? I can be very tired from work or from my subjects or my, my you know, my courses, whatever. But when I just go home, put my headphones and start listening to music or producing music, I just feel like, I don't know, I just feel like relaxed or I just feel like I'm transporting to another world, you know? I don't know. It's something It's something that, I don't know, it's, it's in my heart, you know? It's something that I really love to do it. 
Um, sometimes I need to stop at it because I'm very busy or I need to do research, whatever, right? Uh, but it's something that I need to do to to have my my balance in my life. You mm -hmm. know, sometimes you spend so many time studying or doing research or whatever is your work, but you feel like, oh, I, I need something. There is something missing in my life. And I think that's why music came here, you know? And it's kind of a complement of my career or my professional development. It's something that I need to to be inspired to do other things, you know. Um, yeah, I think that's the reason I have been doing this for a long time. I'm, I'm my parents at the beginning they they didn't understand why he's. I mean, he <laughs> he didn't do anything in five years, for example. Yeah. And uh, why why you just quit? quit that because you, you, you have seen that the, the scene is very rude in, and also in Mexico uh, I, I don't have a very good appreciation of that because in Mexico there were many DJs that they were fighting with each other trying really? to fight for, for you know for a place to, to play you know it was very competitive um, and I, I just say that okay I'm not doing this for money I'm doing this because I like it and it helps me I, I mean in my personality in my in my Day by day, you know, I need I need that to 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 get inspired to to feel that that I'm alive, you know. So I think that's the reason. So I mean, from what I what I'm taking from this, you've you've truly learned to prioritize this this hobby and this love for electronic music that you have, and it's it's something that, like you mentioned, you know, you've over the years you've been doing this, you've seen DJs and producers just you know fall off the map, and you know you don't hear from them anymore. And I mean, they probably still loved doing what they were doing, but they prioritize other things, right? And so, you know, you, you've, you've learned to do so, right, by, you know, breaking down your, your day into, okay, hey, for, for, for this part of my day, I'm going to be working, uh, you know, on my civil engineering work. And then, you know, afterwards, I'm going to go and produce music, right? So you've prioritized. And I, that's very admirable because some people just uh, can't do that. And I'm, I'm guilty of it as well. There's other things that I love doing that, you know, I haven't prioritized my time for, but I really should and I will. You know, I think we should hold each other accountable, you know, you know, and if, if you catch me distracted from some other thing that I should be doing, but it's like, hey, go do something you love instead, you know, that should be at the key of it all. That's true. So yeah. another thing, you know, what has been one of the biggest challenges as a DJ and a, and a producer? Wow. Um, so maybe if, I don't know, maybe if I was like a very commercial producer, I will be... I mean, in the spotlight, maybe, I don't know. <laughs> um, I mean, it's easier if you produce EDM or if you produce like um, dubstep that is very popular, you know. But I don't know. I just decided to to follow the underground school um, because for me it's more experimental and I can express myself better. Uh, it's very challenging because there are many. So uh, there are many DJs, there are many producers now the problem is that most of them, they just produce for selling mm -hmm. and also in the underground. I mean, it doesn't matter if you are in the mainstream or the, on the underground. There is like a market. So labels have a market and they are releasing music for selling to DJs. Okay, so this is this DJX play techno music. So he's going to buy music from this and this and these labels that are very famous for techno music, you know. So these labels, uh, they are trying to find artists that produce the style that they are selling. 
So that's how it works in both, in mainstream and underground. Mm-hmm. It's very difficult for one that they don't want to fit in or they don't want to be just in one genre or one style or one taste of of techno or taste of house music, you know? Right. So, yeah, I think it's very difficult because when you try to be creative, you will sound totally different. You you will you will not follow, you know, just one style or two or I mean, it will be very different. For for example, you you say that my track from Nirvana sounds very different from my other tracks. Yeah, it mm-hmm. is. Um, that's that's I think that's the best. I mean the the most challenging thing that I have learned here. Um, just try to find the right people and try to find the people that like and uh, this kind of things. You know, to be mm-hmm. experimental, to be more uh, creative. You know. And it's also very helpful to try to explain what what you're trying to do, you know, because maybe people don't don't want. I mean, maybe don't don't know or don't don't know how 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 is electronic music, uh, you know, uh, how how is electronic music involved in in your culture or right. in your home city or in the places that where you play. So. That's very difficult for me because I have been dealing with this. Um, you know, you need to explain, you need to try to convince people that, okay, this is what I'm doing. This is why, I, why I'm doing this. This is the, I mean, these are the pioneers that do that. Um, it's like education, you know. It's yeah. kind of trying to educate people and trying to, to say, okay, this, I mean, electronic music is not just... Um, house or EDM. There are more. There are more artists. There are more producers that are. They are trying to do things differently. And this is what um, you're doing with the um, with the your radio show, correct? Yeah, that's true. That's true. Trying to help educate people and spread the word about underground electronic music. Yeah, that's true. That's totally true. I mean, I just met the K and M K and M guys uh, here in here in Texas A and M, and yeah, I just found that and. They were like, okay, we are looking for uh, underground music, you know, from indie rock to electronic music to, and also, I mean, hip hop and rap music. You know, it's very, I mean, there are many genres in that in that um, station, right? Mm-hmm. So yeah, I, I just wanted to do a show there for electronic music to talk about, I mean, the foundations of electronic uh, underground electronic music. Um, who are the DJs? Who are the artists? And uh, where where is the parties? You know where is the events, the gigs? You know, and talk a, a little bit about history. Talk about the labels. Talk about the releases. Uh, yeah, I think that's that was the main goal. And also, as yeah, try to educate people. Try to say, okay, and uh, this is a, a different approach. And and that's what the things that what we do in Mexico or in other parts of the world, you know, because it's not just in Mexico, it's around the world. Uh, for example, Ibiza is like the, oh, in Spain. you know, the main place for electronic yeah. music. And many people don't know that, you know, this, there are very good DJs that are playing there and they're playing like very underground stuff. And it sounds really good. I mean, it's very well produced music. And I think we have a lack of that, you know, mm-hmm. we we need to, to know, I mean, to know a little bit more of that, you know, I think that's that's my goal, you know, try to to inspire people, you know, to try to try to, you know, um, let the 
the world, um, you know, trying to to educate to them. educate people. Mm -hmm. Yeah, try to. Yeah, I think to like I inspire them to be know, to, experimental yeah. and creative. That's true. I just want people to experiment with music. I think that's the main goal. I just want okay. Try to give some time to okay. I want to listen to this music and try to understand it, or trying to feel it. That's the most important, right? Mm -hmm. So that's a pro the purpose of K and M. I mean, the selected group show that I'm doing in K and M. So yeah. that's awesome. And just uh, to wrap things up, what are what are you see yourself long term with music production and DJing? You know, um, I I know you, from what you've mentioned as an underground electronic artist. You know, it seems that some of them want to eventually, you know, sell their their music to to uh, to to different records. Um, so, like you personally, do you see yourself, you know, playing in music festivals and all these things, or what? What is your goal with with the music? Um, good question. <laughs> <laughs> to be honest, um, I don't know because. I mean the gigs that I that I get is because people just knock the door and say me, okay, I like the music that you are doing, you know. Do you want to play here? Do you want to play there? Sometimes I need to go and you know and try to find some some venues. But usually it's, I try that the owner or I mean I try the that the owner of the place try to understand what I'm what I'm trying to do. Mm -hmm. You know? And I try to I mean, to show him some music and to listen to my music, you know, and try to, to yeah, kind of selling the concept, you know. Yeah. Um, but I don't know. I mean, I just trying to find places that I like to play, you know. Mm -hmm. It's not like, oh, I want to be like a businessman or, yeah, eventually I would like to have a record label, you know. I mean, for, for electronic music, um, very many genres that are, I mean, from techno to deep house to other genres right but i don't have like a you know a plan you know it's more like i just want to enjoy what i'm what i'm doing you know i just want to play in places that uh, really like the music and they want to experiment with music for example i had a very good time in revolution here in in, in you know in bryan and in the downtown of Bryan. So I was playing there and most of the people was like very rock and heavy metal stuff, you know. But they enjoyed the, the music that we were playing, me and, and my friend and George, he was playing too. Uh, we were playing like very underground music. Um, they were enjoying it. I mean, they were very open to experiment with music. And I like that. I mean, I like places that are looking for this kind of you know, kind kind of artists or mm -hmm. kind of concepts. You know, yeah, I would like eventually to play in festivals, in in concerts. But I mean, it's not my priority. I think my priority is just to do things in a good way. You know, try to produce good music. Try to, um, you know, to play music that I feel like, oh, this is cool. I, I these tracks are very cool. I I mean, that I feel like, okay, I'm very happy that I'm playing this. I'm very happy that. I can play this this kind of music, you know. It's more like a personal thing. I think it's not like I want to do business on that, you know. Mm -hmm. That's that's very inspirational, uh, Guillermo. I mean, I think uh, as an as any artist could agree, that should be at the core of of your what your your music production, right? You should be loving every minute of what you're doing. You should be doing it for the right reasons, like you've mentioned. And I think you've you've nailed it. You've you know you're you're doing music for the right reasons. 
and you're not doing it for for the money or for for the fame like you're doing it for 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 the core reason of enjoying the music and just loving what you're doing so thank you so much for your time today you uh you've inspired me as a music producer and i hope you will inspire other people as well to keep prioritizing the important things and truly doing what they love to do so guillermo again thank you so much for your time today and uh i think uh to finish it off we should um leave uh, one of your your tracks playing so I'll, i'll i'll link that up in a bit but any uh any last uh last minute advice or any last words for the audience I just want to say thank you for inviting me and for listening to to your podcast, Carlos. I'm, I'm very happy that we can make it today. Um, I just want to say that for the future producers like like you and other people that maybe will listen to this podcast and just follow your heart. I mean, just follow the things that you, you like. But it's important. It's very important also to listen as much music as you can and try to learn, you know, music theory, try to learn uh what people have been doing for a long time and be creative. That's the most important thing. Try to develop your own style, your own taste, you know. That's that's the things that will give you this personality music. I don't I I, I would I won't say that you will sell a lot of music, you know, but if it will give you personality and it will sound very unique. That's the I think that's the basic thing for for you know uniqueness in electronic music. Awesome. Well, Guillermo, again, thank you so much. And Simple Podcast listeners, um, glad to be back. I know I haven't uh, posted any uh, interviews or any episodes in a long time, but I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. Uh, I had a lot of fun doing it. Glad to be back. And uh, I'll play the track now, and I hope you guys have a wonderful day. <laughs>